0: Hey, welcome to Electric Liberty Land 202's pre-roll, where I tell you about some pals, some buddies, some good friends in arms, Nate and Charlie, over at Good Morning Liberty, which you can hear weekly, actually more than weekly, every day of the week. Five days of the week. Check these guys out. They're a, uh, a similar podcast in our vein where funny guys spouting liberty right into your ear holes and they take it from a different vein in which they like to approach it as more of a bridge-building approach. Not to say that they excuse chicanery or idiocy on the left or the right, but Nate and Charlie really go out of the way to try to find a way in which you can build those bridges, talk to your neighbors about liberty, and come at it from a let's build a cohesive liberty movement unit. Does that make sense? (laughs) I think it does. (laughs) I lost my train of thought halfway through. But... Fortunately, there's another podcast out there with two hosts that can keep each other on track. That's Good Morning Liberty. Check it out anywhere podcasts are heard, guys. Tell them Brian sent you. Welcome to Electric Liberty Land here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is me, Brian Williams, your very favorite. Sadly, I'm alone. I thought that I would have Rob Schneider on today's episode. So if you're listening for that, apologies to disappoint you. Although, really, hearing my voice, can you be disappointed? I doubt it. You're probably driving off the side of the road, crashing into a ditch, destroying your car, which is now being piled up, covered in snow. And likely, if you were me, you are not me, but if you were me, probably you'd crash that car, it would cover in snow, a woman, an elderly woman, maybe middle-aged woman, who is a super fan, would drag you out of it, put you up in her house, and then crush both your ankles on uh, opposite sides of a block of wood, effectively hobbling you so that she can fall in love with you. It's how my wife and I met people, and that's the benefits to becoming a very popular libertarian podcaster. Anyway. Yes, the Schneider update. #SchneiderWatch. Schneider Watch is on. I am uh, having trouble getting him locked in on a date. And um, again, Rob had told me he is—he uh, was officially confirmed and looking forward to coming on the show. I'm presuming that he is uh, is running around and probably working quite a bit right now. So I'm going to have to circle back and nail that down. And as soon as I can nail down a hard date, guys, I will let you know ASAP. But for now, I can confirm that Mark has booked the one and the only Glenn Kane Jacobs to come back on the show. So there you go. Don't worry. We're big time here. If one celebrity drops out, we got another one waiting in the wings. Don't you worry, baby girls and baby boys and baby transitional uh, individuals, we got you covered. Your pals at Lions Celebrity, we're the big dogs now. We're playing with the big boys. And also, um we are on parlor by the way, speaking of big boys. Wow, Parlor's stepping it up, man. They are becoming a big boy and uh, you know our pal Remzo Martinez, who of course you've heard if you're on our Patreon. You would have heard Remzo on our uh, Legion of Liberty Doom shows, which reminds me, I need to get another one of those booked. And now that now that Dan uh, Smots of The System Is Down is not traveling around, uh, giving Spike Cohen and Joe Jorgensen finger jobs and handy jays under the table with uh, their campaign, because as you know, plug for him, Dan did all the amazing ad work on that campaign. And, uh, you know, I might have my differences with the campaign itself and their messaging, but... He does some fantastic work, including our uh, Live Free documentary, Live Long and Live Free, um, which is about the Lions of Liberty and, uh, and us at Porkfest and just, just an awesome, awesome piece of content. So getting back to it, though, Remzo now works over at Parlor, and um, man, that is blowing up. They had so many people flock there in the last couple of days that they're basically crashing the servers. They're adding servers as fast as they can. And they can't keep up. Because people are seeing with Facebook zucking everybody. And, you know, our forum is still alive. We're going through the same shit as part of the problems forum. We're going the same shit as, uh, God, who else this forum got got zucked recently? It might have been Tom Woods. I'm not sure. But we now have every every post has to be, you know, uh, approved. And we've got warning flags coming in. So we don't know what's going to happen with that. We're looking into maybe checking out Liberdon. We've got another, uh, another guy that is um, basically running a a test site. I'm not going to call him out on the show just yet. I don't know if he wants that, but he wants us to take a look at a test site he's looking at which might be able to host a, a platform for us, which is pretty funny, my roads. <laughs> so anyway, Dan, I'm holding fire on releasing the, that information, but we're going to test it out and see what's there. And as well as looking at, you know, maybe switching and doing a lot more on our Lions of Liberty on uh, discord, which we have a channel there, a lot of options, but point being, Twitter is an insufferable mass of liberal dipshits, and Facebook seems to not want to have business from anybody with any sort of conservative bent or even an inquisitive mind anymore. So people are flocking to Parlor. Now you can find us at Lions of Liberty at Parlor. Our our site has added something like you know, three or four thousand subscribers just in the past, you know, 48 hours, and we're pretty new on there. Uh, I know Stapleton had added something like thirty thousand people overnight, you know, and I think I think Dave's blown up on there. Just everybody's adding, 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 adding. So it's the place to be. So follow me at Brian McWilliams on there. You'll see I have my Electric Liberty Land logo as my uh, my icon. Follow Lions of Liberty on there. I think Mark's on there, but he's kind of turding about. He can't figure it out because he's a boomer. But anyway, check that shit out. But you know, getting back to the election stuff, I I want to start the show with just, you know, <laughs> I'm seeing some of the goddamn stupidest takes of my life in regards to this entire concept of Donald Trump having lawsuits and trying to sue to either establish that there has been voter fraud, voter fraud or illuminate the fact that there's voter fraud or just bring some sort of recount and attention to the irregularities that have happened, which I will discuss in just a minute. But I'm seeing people that are libertarians who've got fucking Trump derangements in them. They got the TB, TDS up in their brains. It's crawling through. It's, you know, it's It's digging into them like a brain parasite. And they're not thinking straight because I'm seeing people attack Donald Trump and attack his getting in way of a transition, right? A transition to Joe fucking Biden, who is a piece of rat shit. And I'll take a quick tangent just to tell you, I hate Joe Biden. I would have been much, I was rooting for Trump, to win over Biden. And the reasons for that are easy for me to lay out is that the things I give a shit about, the things I care about the most about, reigning in the war state, reigning in the war on drugs, reigning in regulations, you know, and of course, on top of that, there's also fiscal, which I, as discussed last podcast, neither of them is going to be any good on that shit. But those things, there was actually some concrete, uh, movement and, and also justice reform, which ties into the war on drugs. Donald Trump did more for justice reform, getting on board with the first step back. Donald Trump did more as far as actually pulling troops out. You know, now Germany is like, well, we certainly hope Biden's not going to pull any troops out. But Trump was at least addressing this. He's actually calling out the goddamn establishment war state. He's calling out the military industrial complex in public to their face. Joe Biden's not doing shit. Joe Biden is going to get in there. He's going to keep the same war state going because that's in his best interest. That's where his money's coming in from. That's what he's always done. He is a hawk. Joe Biden is not a kind, uh, a kind individual when it comes to the war on drugs. We know Kamala Harris isn't kind to the war on drugs. So nothing good is going to happen on that front. And in regards to regulations, nothing. He's going to get in there and undo all of the regulatory advances that Trump made. He's going to tear down and rebuild up all of these different governmental programs. They want to institute a brand new bureau to address, you know, racial inequality and all this other shit. So that's not getting any better. From a libertarian standpoint, I don't see how you can justify supporting a Joe Biden over Trump. And by support, I mean tacit, well, if it's got to be one or the other, if I'm going to get one, my, if my left nut's going to get crushed or my right nut's going to get crushed, I guess it'll be left nut. At least your left nut's got a little bit of juice left in it after it gets stepped on. That's Donald Trump to me. But what I'm seeing is these fucking idiot hot takes where people are like, I can't believe that people are, Donald Trump's going to sue them. This is stupid. Why is he doing that? Why are you are you trying to get in the way? The election's over. to accept defeat... I'm sorry, you're a libertarian. Why the fuck do you care about transition of power from one asshole to a bigger asshole? I'm sorry, is your TDS so severe that you can't accept that, if nothing else, it's a good thing that we look into this voting mechanism that we've all been preached to accept, that we've been indoctrinated from elementary school to accept as a good thing, that it's a good thing to pull the curtain back from the sham that is the democratic process and voting in this country that we, can, that we can really showcase how democracy can easily be undercut and undermined by fraudsters? Do you not think that it's a good thing and nigh a very entertaining thing? If for, if for those of us that are in the middle that are more content to say, you know, fuck this shit, I'm for anarchy, to say, yeah, I want to see these lawsuits play out. I want to see the truth. Why would you not? Are you so interested in a a peaceful transition of the power to somebody that you supposedly would be opposed to anyway? You're opposed to big government. You're opposed to big government power. You're opposed to the powers the president wields. And yet you're rooting for the transition to take place faster? Then you're not a libertarian. You're just carrying a fucking libertarian flag. And at your heart, you're a goddamn statist asshole. So keep your stupid hot takes to yourself and leave it to the rest of us libertarians to enjoy the show. You know what I've also been enjoying? I, I can't say enjoying, but, you know, this is a outside. i to you know, shoot a few bullets off here uh, into the air before I get into the, the election meet. But <laughs> every time I see some article Talking about how Kamala Harris has broken a glass ceiling or is the first, and it's so incredible, or that she's so amazing. And we should really take note of this you know, supposedly she's not even African American, she's Indian and Jamaican, but this black woman who had gone through and whatever and broke through all these barriers and yada, yada, yada. Am I the only one that looks at her and goes, I'm sorry? What role did you play in really in this election? You had one of the worst debate performances I've ever seen leading into these. I mean, your debate performances in the primaries were so atrocious and so embarrassing and so damaging that you were the first person to be bounced. And you were a media darling. Everybody everybody in the media was sucking them tits. They couldn't get enough of Kamala Harris. And bam, out on your ass because you were despicable. Couldn't even get support from the uh, the minority color communities. Couldn't get black support. Couldn't get support from you know anybody. Unanimously, people were like, "This chick sucks. Get her out. She's gone." Then you get brought back in for one reason and one reason only, and that's because Joe Biden and his people correctly saw that he was losing support in the black community, and he needed to pry some more support from women because Donald Trump was bleeding suburban women. That's why you got that position. Not because you're some sort of intellectual heavyweight. We all observe that that's not the case. Not because you have an impressive record. you have a terrible record. Tulsi Gabbard danced on your grave because of your horrible record which again, minority people know about your record, as do the young kids, as I talked about. So what glass ceiling did you break? If anything, Joe Biden's head, his disheveled, bizarre, liver-spotted, forgetful head crashed through that ceiling of glass and you happened to be grabbing onto his ass when he went through. Because there's no fucking way you were getting through on your own. We saw you try and we saw pretty hilariously when your face smushed up against that glass all spread out looking like uh, a a kid on the outside of a candy store with no money trying to piss off the shopkeeper. Your face mushed up against that rock hard plexiglass as you rebounded down, down, down into the shit where you belonged only to be brought up for political expediency. And it's just one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen to see the left and to see mainstream media bend over to kiss Kamala's ass. No, I'm sorry. Nobody's buying it. And I shudder to think what it's going to be like when that idiot takes control after Biden is out because he's going to be gone in a year. There's no way. He doesn't have the mental acuity. He's clearly losing it. Maybe they prop him up because of the special interest. Maybe he's, he's going to be weakened at Bernie's. It. Maybe they're going to have some sort of drugs they can pump into his old crazy brain to keep him functional, kind of like the way they did with Reagan. But, man, I don't think they're going to be able to do it. I don't think they're going to. He, he, there's just too much public appearance, too many meetings he'll have to take. It's just not going to work. So we'll see. But, yeah, give me a break. Give me a break on this This Kamala Harris as some sort of scion for women's rights and, and black community and breaking through. <laughs> Come on. People are stupid. I'll say that. I mean, look, I will tell you this. I was very disappointed in the initial results. And as I said, I do 100% think that there's been very, very ample voter fraud. So I'm curious to see what these lawsuits bring about. And people say, well, what are you talking about? Like, oh, God, Elizabeth Nolan Brown pissed me off. I was reading an article. And again, she's <laughs> lately the whole Twitter thing with her and and uh, Ron Paul. I already complained about that and how, how idiotic it was. And then, you know, she's writing about the lawsuits on reason. And of course, it really pisses me off. Right. And again, from for a libertarian, clearly she's got TDS. That much was obvious for a while. And it's funny in their article she's right. She goes, "Oh well, sev- you know, several of the Reason writers ro- voted for Joe Biden and one for Trump." I'm like, well, I guess I probably know which side you were on. But she's writing about these lawsuits, and she says in her write up, she's like, "Oh, despite there being exactly zero evidence for any of these lawsuits, I'm sorry, Elizabeth, have you not been reading any of the media coverage? Have you not been reading the Detroit Free Press?" covering the quote-unquote glitch that happened in Detroit, in in a, a, uh, what do you call them, a a district that 6,000 votes just mysteriously flipped to Democrat and they found it, fortunately for this guy running, and flipped it back to him. But had they never found that mistake, quote-unquote mistake, had they never found that, this guy loses his race. And he would have lost by something like 1,500 votes or maybe even less. They flip it back and now he wins by a large margin. Large Marge, Pee-wee's Playhouse, or Pee-wee's Big Adventure. There you go. Um, point being, how, how is that not evidence of at least coincidental fraud, accidental fraud, you might be able to say, but to write an article and so ignorantly proclaim because of your TDS that there is no evidence to spur these lawsuits is re fucking ridiculous. Now, it's not just Minnesota. And by the way, they found something like 47 counties in Minnesota. And also, multiple other states predominantly use this same technology for their electing uh, election machines, which is called Dominion. That's the software that they use, which is a terrifying name. And again, why would you name? It's like out of the movie War Games. Why would you name a software that's supposed to be for a neutral, honest election Dominion? it instantly invokes the the idea that you are going to do something nefarious. If you have dominion, you have control. And maybe they'll say, "Well, you have you have control over these elections." But all it makes me think is there's a way to control the election. Not that you don't have any control. You know, they should have called it something like it's just going to be fine, you know, it's <laughs> we're just just going to chill and count. That that'd be the name for my election thing. Just the numbers, please. Not dominion. Fucking ridiculous! Like a supervillain. That's a, that's what a supervillain names their you know, their governmental control. Like that's what the name for the T one thousand software. Instead of Skynet, it should have been called Dominion. But he yeah, had the same software that was used in like five of the swing states too. Okay, knowing that, knowing we have physical proof, we have an election that was flipped. Knowing that, you don't think that there might be cause to have a lawsuit that would want to examine that, a lawsuit asking that they have another count to look at all of these crazy things, these, this Dominion software that is used in so many states that were decided like Biden's lead right now in all these states combined is under 500,000 votes, under 500,000 votes. It's like 267,000 in the five states that are you know less than 1%. Why would you think that that is so beyond the pale that there's no evidence? It's just lunacy. Fucking lunacy. But I mean I was depressed just I mean I'm going to get I'm going to be all over the place here guys cuz again I was trying to lock in Rob. So I was like, you know, my preparation here, I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm not doing Rob today. So I just put together, I've got like, you know, 15 fucking links from Howie or more than that, probably 30 links in here to go through. And I've had a lot of thoughts because a lot of shit's been going on, but it's been depressing to see the reaction. And like, like I said, you know, I I was rooting for Trump over Biden. I was honestly seeing what's going on, seeing those votes flip and the shady shit in the middle of the night, adding on a hundred thousand votes, all for Biden, That is beyond suspicious. It's insane because even there's statistical models, it's called something like Bennett's model or something like that. And it's been proven that you can virtually see where voter fraud has taken place because these votes come in, they follow a model. And in the the districts where Trump won or Biden won, but they follow a fairly similar model where you didn't have these midnight vote drops or where they didn't stop and start the voting... They all follow the exact same statistical curve, right? And it's just like a very, you know, a sloping down curve. And then you see the ones where Biden mysteriously got all these votes and it jumps up. It's like a statistical anomaly that sets off red flags and sets off sirens to anybody that's not completely fucking brainwashed about this shit and just rooting for Biden to win it no matter what and doesn't give a goddamn. But it's like, I just, I'm, I'm just so disappointed in everything that the way it's played out The only thing that's giving me some sort of hope is that, again, I'm rooting for these lawsuits. I want to see what happened. And if I'm wrong, if there was no fraud, I'll happily accept it. But I'll be goddamned if I just want to sit back and see Trump go, Okay, I'll see you later. Fuck that. I want to see this shit brought into the sunlight. I want to see this this joke exposed. I want to hear the fucking punchline. And to see the stuff that's playing out too. like, you know, these fucking journalists these two-sided i shouldn't even say two-sided these hypocritical leftists and the media right we'll look at covid i'm going to talk about biden and covid too in a little bit but we look at covid trump has these rallies right unprecedented in the middle of nowhere pennsylvania drawing sixty-five thousand 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 people in the middle of the winter people are going oh these are super spreader events oh, watch out every rally oh super spreader fauci oh super spreader events Joe Biden, parties, people jumping in the street, people outside the White House all together, dancing, doing all this shit. There's no media saying that this is dangerous, that this is violating anything, that these are super spreader events. There's no calls for contact tracing from these events, because of course there's not. And what a shock, by the way, too, that Pfizer announces, surprise, we have a a COVID vaccine that's 90% effective now. What a coincidence. Again, this may just be a coincidence. I don't want to get too into conspiracy theory here, but... It's it's suspicious, but I also love how you've got these liberal mobs beating effigies of Trump, setting them on fire, beheading them. The media is not going, calling out and saying, oh, this is horrible. Look at these monsters. Look at these terrible individuals. Look at these violent beasts, just like with the riots, just like with the looting. They're not calling out the people that are violent when they're on their side, because of course they don't. Why would they? You know, if there was a Trump supporter anywhere that had a Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, even better Kamala Harris, right? Because then you could get the whole lynching aspect in. But if you knew there was a a Biden doll anywhere, even if it was an accidental, the head just kind of fell off a scarecrow at a farmhouse in the middle of Iowa. If that Biden scarecrow was on video, whether it was being beaten or not, they would say, oh, look how disrespectful they're putting this Biden scarecrow because they hate the man, these vitriol, hate-filled monsters. They've clearly come to destroy America. But you can beat, behead, and carry around a fucking severed Trump head in the street at these parties, and no one's going to say anything in the mainstream media because everybody's totally fine with political violence as long as it's on their side. And how about the hypocrisy over, I love this too, I love this too, the media and Joe Biden. Joe Biden's transition team is mulling legal action over transition delays. They're calling very, very understandable concerns about an election where they're taking legal action based upon, by the way, something like 10 different whistleblowers that are signing sworn affidavits, alleging that they saw people getting into Biden vans literally marked Biden-Harris vans where pollsters would help them fill out forms where they said, don't worry about checking IDs, where they said, help them fill out their ballots. If they're not done, fill in the information that's missing, which is fucking illegal. Those ballots should not count. You've got people literally helping to get Joe Biden votes. You've got people signing affidavits. They are willing to testify as to what they saw. They're not anonymous sources. They're not just saying that they saw it for a media article. They are willing to go to fucking court and swear upon this. Now, look, I'm not an idiot. We all saw what happened with Kavanaugh. And people swearing in there in front of the Senate to the you know Kavanaugh gang raping somebody when he was 11 years old or whatever it was. These ridiculous allegations. But at the same time, one whistleblower coming forward. Okay, maybe you dismiss it. 10, 12, 15 from all these states, all these, the shenanigans we already know happen where they're shutting down the voting and then starting it back up where we've got on video vans delivering ballots in the middle of the night, where you've got people on video putting up boards to block people from seeing what they're doing in the polling stations. I'm sorry. Tell me what possible reason you would have to blank off and put billboards and put a fucking poster board or wherever to block windows at a voting station where you're counting votes. What reason? What possible reason? Are you having a, an orgy on top of the votes you've already counted? Is that is that a fetish that I'm not aware of that I should get into? Because if so, it'll make me a lot more fucking enthusiastic about voting. I'll tell you that much. And then there's, of course, the thing, you know, this... Maybe, oops, sorry, maybe this might just be people voting top about. You know, there's this whole conspiracy theory that a lot of these votes came in, they only were marked for Biden. Okay. Maybe there wasn't down, down voting, you know, where people they maybe there wasn't an option to mark vote for the entire ticket. Maybe people were confused and just or just too lazy and didn't fill out the rest of them. Fine, that might be it. But again, as I said, it might also be that these people in these, you know, in these swing states, you have all these votes that came in just marked for Joe Biden meanwhile you had other ballots that were fully filled out that either went more for Trump where you actually had Republican senators get back into office, you had Republican house members take over those seats and Joe Biden still fucking wins? He still gets more votes for president? That doesn't make any sense. I and mean, none of this none of this is adding up. And for the media to say to decree that Joe Biden is president, the same media that for four years has told us how evil Donald Trump is for four years would not cover anything good that the man did. For four years told us that or three years, excuse me, told us that he was a potential Russian spy and a puppet of Putin, even though nothing about that allegation made any goddamn sense from the get go. Imagine somebody running for president just to get a hotel deal in Russia. Here, let me throw away four years of my life so I can get a hotel in Russia when I'm already a billionaire. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Right on its face, genius. What a a believable allegation. But to run with this for years and years and years. This media, which is so tainted and so anti-Trump, now assures us, that it's not that they're anti-Trump, it's not that they're in the tank for Joe Biden, but it's definitely that they're the neutral media, they're the honest media. They've looked at all these factors, even though they're not covering any of the election fraud that's amply available. This this whole Dominion thing with the Michigan voters should have been nationwide fucking news instead of in the Detroit Free Press and buried, and me having to dig it through and find it in Howie's news links from secondhand sources. But that media is now proclaiming to all of us that Joe Biden is president and the New York Times has the goal to tell us that that's how elections are decided. Not by the vote count, but by the media telling you who they think won. Legacy media is dying and I could not be more excited to see it go. All right, let's see. What else do I want to go over here? Oh, there's also, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Arizona, Trump's getting closer. You're seeing a lot of military ballots come in. You're seeing a lot more provisional ballots come in from the uh, the townships that are kind of outside the metropolitan areas. There's also more votes to be counted in those areas. Same thing with Pennsylvania. And again, the Trumps, they're going through another lawsuit they're bringing forth. And again, a very valid fucking lawsuit is that there have been several whistleblowers, including people at the United States Postal Service, who are on record and willing to testify. Postal Service in Detroit, Postal Service in uh, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania saying, look, if you get an envelope that was supposed to be mailed on election day or before, and it comes in later, we want you to backdate the postage stamps. We want you to backdate them so that way they'll still count. Okay, well, that's also illegal. That is literally voter fraud and it's mail fraud. The same mail fraud that they put those people in prison for, for uh, scamming their kids in a USC on the rowing team. (laughs) But there's also different forms of fraud that I'm reading about people that were, uh, again, these are signed witnesses are signed affidavits, seeing what witnessing at these voter uh, turnout places at these polling stations where people were filling in birth dates for people because people didn't complete their ballots right. And they said, oh, just right in 1900, which is why you can literally go see this yourself. Go through the voter rolls. You can find a shit ton of people who were 1900. That's when they were born, apparently. So they're, oh, 120 years old in these ballots. You also have Ample voter fraud. Uh, I know in Allegheny County in uh, Pennsylvania, there's ample examples of this as many, many other places. People are finding hundreds per county of dead people that voted in Philly. Joe Frazier smoking Joe Frazier down goes Frazier. Oh, Frazier's back up. Frazier's on his feet. He's putting his boxing gloves on. He's moving into the ring and he's going to vote. Yes. He's voted for Joe Biden. Up goes Frazier. Up goes Biden. Down goes Trump. That same Joe Frazier. Oh, he voted. Yeah, same guy. He voted. They're finding this all over the place. Now, this is nothing new. This has been happening. And again, I'm not going to say it's purely Democrats, but they tend to be in Democratic races. Uh, At least that's where the fraud's been found predominantly. This is an old trick. But again, you're seeing it on a far bigger scale than we have seen before. Not only that, but we're also seeing... You know, there's like people that were born in like 1864, you know, I was saying they were, they were writing down 1900 as a as a kind of general thing just to go quickly for a lot of these people that didn't fill in their, their date. There also were examples of people for provisional ballots filling in addresses for witnesses that didn't fill in their address. So again, voter fraud right there. No pollster should be filling out shit at the polling place. You throw the vote away. It's not valid. Same thing as I said before, PA, Wisconsin, Michigan, all of them told people that they didn't have to check signatures to ignore the signatures. Don't Doesn't matter if they match up. Doesn't even matter if it's legible. I mean, point being, there is more than enough to have these lawsuits go forward, which is why you've got, uh, you know, head of the Department of Justice. I always call him Bob Barr, Bill Barr. Bill Barr? Bob Barr? Fucking <laughs> fucking fucking up. One's a senator, one's the head of the uh, DOJ. Anyway, Barr has given the go-ahead, he says, yeah, the Department of Justice is going to look into it. We're fine with these lawsuits. And then you have the head, they're making a big deal. Oh, well, the, you know, the Department of Justice's election crimes chief resigned after he said the probe for voter fraud claims could go forward. Okay. Again, why are people so opposed to finding out if there is fraud or not in this? You had all these people questioning, you know, the the veracity of these elections. You have Stacey Abrams being lauded. This ugly trash heap monstrous woman has been lauded as some sort of leader, some inspirational figure, despite the fact she seems like she's dumb as a fucking post to me but because she dared to question the election. She fought to get the right count. She's still fucking lost, but they were saying she's so brave for doing it, how they have to do this. We have to count every vote and it's important for our election. These same goddamn Democrats who were saying on election night and the next day after it flipped so conveniently and so fucking quixotically to Joe Biden overcoming an insurmountable lead in any other presidential race in history, saying, well, we have to count every vote Now they flip the script another saying, oh, never mind. No lawsuits to recount. No, no way to find the truth. It doesn't matter. Just keep on going. How dare you get in the way of this transition? I can't take this fucking bullshit. I also can't stand the media, the same media who has decided Biden's the winner. I can't take the same media crying. Van Jones on camera crying because he was so happy Biden won. Then you've got celebrities out there. Oh, they're so happy. I lost all respect for The Rock. Dwayne Johnson says he cried over the election result. Well, fuck you. I don't want to see your stupid movies anymore. I've lost total respect for you. Again, you know, support who you want in politics, man. But you're going to cry because Joe Biden won? This piece of shit establishment fuckball? Like, that's the other thing that really depressed me. I was in... I I shit you not. I mean, really just one of the deepest depressions I've ever been in in my entire life the the whole past week. Just, man, just bad, really unbelievably depressed. And it's just, you know, not just the election ship that played into it, but just everything, the fucking COVID resurging, work is shitty. It's been difficult in my, you know, I'm a publicist. It has been so hard to get coverage so hard to do, to get any new business going. So hard to, like, like I'm fucking worried about my income. I'm worried about paying my goddamn bills really honestly for the first time where I just, like, look at what the fuck's happening and I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm questioning everything right now. And on top of all that, fucking losing in gambling bets and degenerate gamblers and in real money bets. And I'm just, and, you know, it's like one of those things I tweeted about it. I deleted it now. And I was just like, can I just get a... God, just one goddamn fucking sign, one win, one something to give me some hope. And I've said this before, the worst part about being a libertarian is we always are losing. I'm sick of fucking losing. And seeing these fucking shitheads cheer over an establishment politician, a corrupt individual who has been shitting on people, who has made some of the worst political bills in the history of the country, who was a warmonger, who has been destroying lives with this drug war bullshit and his crime bill, who's been in office for 50 years about. The resistance is cheering because this guy deposed Donald Trump. I just, it, it's so depressing to me how stupid people are how dishonest they are, how intellectually dishonest they are, and how warped their mind view is where they literally are living in a reality that simply does not exist, but they've warped their fucking worldview to see this man in a light, which simply does not, it's not there. There's no clouds parting. There's no sunlight hitting, again, his liver-spotted noggin and making it shine halos off of it. That doesn't exist. He is trash, and so is Kamala Harris. And the fucking rock is crying? fuck you. You're dead to me. It's, it's just so pathetic. God damn it. And on the other side of the coin, Katy Perry got slammed for hashtag family first tweeting, urging her fans. She's not a Trump supporter, but she tweeted urging her fans to reach out to people that voted for Trump. She says, I reached out to my family members who voted for Trump. I want to tell them, you know, I'm glad that he lost, but that, I that you know, I, I understand why they'd vote that way and let's just put it behind us and family's important. People are ripping her a new asshole because all these fucking people have been so twisted and their brains so torturously warped by the media, by talking, by echo chambers, by social media, that they now can't even they can't fathom reaching out to talk to their own family members because their family members voting for Trump so violated their ego and everything they've built their core being into that they cannot forgive them. These people didn't abuse them. They're not stranding puppies. They're not kicking children. They're not slapping orphans. They voted for a guy that they thought was going to be different. They voted for a guy that they liked because he was telling the truth. He fought back against some woke bullshit. They told them what they wanted to hear. They told them they're going to bring back jobs. That he's going to, you know, defend America. As these leftists tell all the people that built America up, that they're shit. That the white people of the country are garbage. That if you're black and you dare support Trump, you ain't black. That they fucking hate everything that the Western has become. That Western civilization is garbage, and that America was founded on slavery and racism, and not fucking freedom and not free markets. They can't understand why that would be a message that resonates. Instead, they're convinced these people, these family members that raised them that they loved until the last five years, they're convinced these people are closet racists and they always have been and somehow they missed it. And that is just disgusting. Now let's take a commercial break. Hey, I want to tell you guys about a couple of things. Number one, We are having a special deal on our annual Lions of Liberty subscriptions to become a pride member, to become a patron uh, or patron of this program and all of our bonus shows. You can go to patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty. And for the next two months, up until December 31st, we will be offering a two month free discount, a.k.a. You save money. I think 16% is the actual uh, percentage you'll be saving, but you'll get two months of free Lions of Liberty patronage as long as you sign up for our annual plan, which was, that's a hell of a deal, folks. You want to jump on that right now. But also, if you sign up at $15 or more, you'll get a Lions of Liberty beanie. Pretty goddamn sweet. But regardless, you get 20% off all of your Lions of Liberty merch, as well as listening to all of our bonus Conspiracy Corners, the Do Nothing Man episodes uh, before the public gets them. You're going to hear Degenerate Gamblers, Legion of Liberty, Doom, and much, much more. So check that out, patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty before December 31st. And also, I want to tell you guys about a podcast that actually is picking up and getting a lot of new listeners. And thank you for that. But that is Bravo and Beer, the podcast that I host with Rico and Odie of Phony Friday fame, where we break down, look at all of the hilarious nonsense going on. Well, not all of it, but we break down a couple of different shows for Bravo and TLC, which I know many of you out there watch. Many of you have been sucked into watching. And even if you don't trust me, We make it very, very funny just to hear the breakdowns of these shows without watching them. You got to listen in if for no other reason to hear the hilarious podcast concepts that we come up with during the show. So check that out. Bravo and Beer, anywhere podcasts are heard. Now let's get back into uh, me yelling about crap. All right. Welcome back to Electric Liberty Land, episode 202. All the show notes at lionsofliberty.com slash episodes slash ELL202. Um, let's talk a little bit about COVID, right? You've got COVID surging once again. And uh, despite the fact that the death rates are the same, they haven't really been going up. In fact, they're still negligible. And uh, at this point, they're once again saying that now we're going to see 160 more thousand deaths because the cases are going up. But as I've said before, the people that are getting COVID now are young and healthy. And working, and as we've seen, you know, Mark and uh, Mark just had Jeffrey Tucker on Monday's show, which I highly recommend. I love Jeffrey Tucker; uh, he's a hilarious guy, and uh, I really enjoyed the time I spent talking to him at Pork Fest, hanging out with him a little bit there. Very funny, very uh, gregarious dude, and he had a great chat with Mark. But you know, Mark brought this up, and I think we even made a sentence on Degenerate Gamblers, but I was hammered for that. You've got football players getting COVID. There's no fear about them dying. There's no fear of, oh my God, he might die, uh, you know, get him on a ventilator. You know, Mark Stafford just had it. We've got uh, Ben Roethlisberger has it right now. All these people are, have COVID and guess what happens? Nobody's talking about finding them a burial plot. No one's talking about retiring their number now before they die so they can see it up on the wall. no, we're talking about, okay, what am I going to do on my fantasy football team? Which, by the way, if you're in the Lions of Liberty Pride, you also get to play in Degenerate Gamblers Gambling League and also our fantasy football league. Another perk. But you have people saying, okay, well, okay, this guy's going to be out for a week or two. Who do I sub it on my lineup until he comes back? Because we all know they're not going to fucking die. And it's just the chicatory going on here these, you know, the, the Fauci's and the Gavin Newsom's and the Gretchen Whitmer's of the world. And the Tom Wolf's in Pennsylvania to say, oh, well, everybody be scared for your lives. And you've got Biden's health advisor, his lead scientific advisor, by the way, which I don't think is actually, it might be um, Rahim Emanuel's brother. I want to say, is it Zachariah Emanuel or something like that? Shit, I'm trying to see this story in real time and I can't find the name of the guy. Anyway, oh, Zeke Emanuel right? Zeke Emanuel. So that's Biden's coronavirus advisor. Of course, all establishment, all fucking swampy system people, naturally, in the Emanuel clan. So he is advising that we might have to do another lockdown. So you've got Biden already rolling in there saying he wants a national mask mandate. And on top of that, you've got his asshole advisor saying we need another lockdown, despite the fact that the first lockdown didn't do anything despite the fact we have empirical proof now, when you look at places that locked down versus those that didn't, the virus had the exact same up and down curve, the exact same kind of you know, amount of people died. And if nothing else, it matters how many people are old in your area, how many people got shipped off like Cuomo style to old folks' homes to die, how many people were in close quarters on top of each other as opposed to spread out. All of these things matter far more than locking people down when we see it did nothing. And empirically, Masks also have been shown to do mm, not that much. But still, I'm fine to make people at ease. I'll wear a mask if I go into a store. I'm not going to alter my Thanksgiving plans. I'm not going to wear a mask in my house when people are over. I'm not going to go see my relatives and put a mask on unless they require it in their own minds. But you see this response, right? Where now we're seeing... Now that the narrative's changing from Trump's responsible for 230,000 deaths, right, which is one of the most ridiculous allegations I've ever seen levied on somebody, to the point where now they're saying, well, we're going to blame Trump for the 230,000 deaths. And Trump accurately pointed out that it was projected at 2 million. So if anything, he did a great job. But now we're seeing them, again, raise scare tactics, not to say that Biden's going to be responsible for these deaths. No, no, no. The way they're going to portray it is, we're going to ramp this number up. We're going to pretend that the exact same thing is going to happen the second time around as the first time, which makes no sense because the 230,000 people that have died were the people that were number one more likely to die anyway. And you look at the the expected lifespan of these people, and for like 80 percent of them, it's like one or two years because they're in their 80s. So you got all these people that would have died anyway that are already dead. So cross those people off. You got the people that are getting all these new cases, young and healthy, that have zero chance of dying from it. So you cross them off. Now, so who's left? Uh, The obese people? They're saying that the the black people were more susceptible because they don't have enough vitamin D? Well, they should be giving people vitamin D, I guess. (laughs) There's your cure. There's your answer, fish bulb. So you're seeing the changing the narrative though from, you know, Everybody's responsible that's an office because, you know, we can't have Biden be responsible for those deaths should they happen. But instead, they're projecting this massive number, which is never going to come to fruition. And instead, now it's going to be portrayed as whatever Biden does, even if it's the exact same goddamn thing as Trump, that he saved all these lives because the number they're throwing out there is never going to be hit. So it's really a win-win, and I projected it as a win-win for the system and the state, and this thing began anyway, because as the state does, it well, it will, again, if you had a media that was not dead set on opposing Donald Trump and blaming him for everything that happens in the country, you would have a win-win in that you could say, okay, well, if there are so many deaths, well, we didn't do enough, which is what Biden's saying, right? Because the leftists love authoritarianism, they love control, and they want to lock everything down. And they want to, of course, grow the state and make people dependent on it, which is why we're going to get another round of stimuluses and everything else. So on one hand, they can say, well, we didn't do enough. We have to do far more to stop these deaths. But if the deaths don't happen, they could say, oh, well, that's because of all the the shit we did before. You see, we took the right steps in advance. We locked it down. We made everybody wear a mask. We're to thank for this. Not that as the people at Oxford, as Jeffrey Tucker was talking about, not that all these honest epidemiologists are talking about, not the fucking Bill Gates of the world. Who? Why is Bill Gates a, a an expert on viruses? Somebody tell me, because I thought the guy invented a fucking operating system. But instead of that, now you have people just going along with the plan. Yep, lock them down. Put out these high projections. Make sure that Joe Biden doesn't get blamed for it. Everybody look the other way. Just fantastic. Oh, how about another thing? Um, let me... Transition a couple more thoughts because I want to. Uh, let's see, I'm at 48 minutes. Yeah, well, let me talk about another 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. Because I got to get down. I have my wife's got a chicken cooking in the oven and she's out getting a baby, so I got to pull that chicken out. But, um, let me talk briefly about AOC and uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and her really, really cheerleading a list of people that she says were complicit in helping Trump. They want to compile and the left's going along with this. Now she's gotten a lot of shit for this and rightly so for this, you know, communist style, uh, McCarthyism of, we're going to make a list of people that worked or helped Trump as if working. I mean, you could just be a guy who's out there who happened to work for the Trump administration and all you want to do, is look, Hey, the deep state, how about all them? AOC, why don't you put all the fucking deep state shitheads on your fucking list you're making? But of course, in typical fashion, she calls for this list to be made. You've got all these leftists who are more than happy to, to dig and dox people. So you've got people now doxing other people, doxing lawyers working for the Trump campaign. And again, this is sheerly for a public intimidation campaign. This is playing into cancel culture. This is so they can try to shame people and try to stop Trump from getting people to work for him for fear of reprisal, for peer, fear of getting fired by their uh, their law firm or the law firm refusing to work with the Trump administration or lawyers uh, refusing to work for him because they are afraid that they're going to have insane leftists coming after themselves, their families, their places of business, as we have seen time and time again. And naturally, it's a fucking leftist, socialist, communist piece of shit like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez cheerleading this. To circle back to the start of the podcast, these people only oppose violence if it's against one of their own. And even then, they look the other way for that, too. Because as we saw, there were the majority of businesses destroyed by Antifa and these fucking race riots and the race lootings that going on after George Floyd, you know, an opposition of of, uh, police brutality against blacks the majority of people that were affected by that were of course minority business owners in the communities where these massive riots were going on they were just robbing stores they weren't checking to see if they were white owned they were just robbing them so you had black businesses indian businesses latina business or latino businesses all these places you know asian americans a lot of them koreans the rooftop koreans all the minority groups got their businesses torn up they got their fucking people shot there was a, you know a notable black uh, Black, I think, former police officer, beloved in the community who was working as a security guard, tried to stop looters from looting a store and they shot him dead. Where's the left on that? Oh, you know, mostly peaceful protests. Nah, nothing to see here. I hear you have AOC calling to make a list for revenge. A fucking senator is calling for a revenge list because they worked for a guy she didn't like. This is the transparent plague that has infected the left, that has infected. And again, it's more than just AOC because I guarantee you, I know people that are probably good friends with that here in LA that are just leftist mentality, that are perfectly nice people who have no problem with this, that have no problem with people being hunted down, harassed, their fucking livelihoods being attacked because they worked for a guy that they didn't like. Of course, let's not forget that they now suck George W. Bush's dick. They can't get enough of him and Michelle Obama sitting together. And I love this fucking unity bullshit, too, that binds out. Unity? You spent the last five fucking years trying to sow discord in the country, pitting people against each other, talking shit on half of the country. You have Michelle Obama saying that half the people that voted are racist bigots and idiots. This is literally something that she said. I'm not even making this shit up. Unity? Fuck off. I mean, goddamn, man. This is where... It's hard not to fall on the side of the Trump people when you look at the shit that is going down and how the people operate on the left. It's difficult to stay neutral. I will tell you one thing, though. One thing I'm still very neutral on, and this is an interesting mental exercise, right? So I obviously hate Critical race theory. And Trump, by the way, another great thing for Trump, which you're not going to see in a Joe Biden, another, th- another reason why libertarians should be rooting for Trump and not Biden. Trump telling these fucking state agencies to knock it off with critical race theory, to stop teaching kids that white people are bad, that America is racist, that the foundation of America is evil, and all these other things. Uh, that's a good thing. Not to say that I'm for the indoctrination of uh, of the state, you know, and, and the love of, of the the myth that is America necessarily, but to say that you got to stop trying to pit people, trying to teach people to hate others, and to and you know, this critical race is entirely based upon power struggles and trying to pit somebody, basically just pitting everybody against white people, is what it breaks down to. How is that healthy? How is that healthy? went from when I was a kid being taught to be colorblind to now you have fucking crazy white bitches at Harvard yelling about how to say that you're colorblind is the most racist and evil thing. And we have to talk about people's skin color and to not acknowledge the skin color is evil. It's just insane. So Trump has rolled that back, which is great. But at the same time, he's rolled out this thing, the 1776 commission, right? And that's an odd push-pull for me because like I said, I don't think That we should be teaching that America was brought up based upon slavery and wanting slaves and that America's evil and that capitalism is fucking evil, which is what they've been trying to push through, these fucking leftists and what is being taught to kids, which is why so many kids are coming out fucked up and so attuned and, and not only just attuned, completely ignorant as to the evils of socialism, the evils of communism, the benefits of the free market. They're ignorant to these things. And again... Their heads are filled with this non, this self-hating nonsense or a victim mentality, which is being taught to to minority groups. So I'm against that, and I'm I'm for Trump rolling that back and saying, no, we're not doing this shit anymore. <clears throat> but the 1776 Commission seeks to teach that America is so great, which again, you know, I'm torn because I do feel that if it's going to be taught in the way that I'd like it to be taught, which is America was based upon the smallest government ever, the least invasive, the least intrusive, no taxes, no rep- no taxation without representation, right? That's how we started. No taxes is how it started. Tiny governments, non-interventionism. Uh no regulations, not getting into foreign entanglements, not having a massive standing military, like all these things. You know, free markets, free trade, start your own business, self-starting. That's the way America should be portrayed. That is the way. Anybody can make it, work hard to yourself. Not this fucking victim mentality, blame everybody, power struggle, you only got ahead because of slaves kind of bullshit. But at the same time, when we talk about this, we are naturally talking about people being taught and indoctrinated into a acceptance of the state. We're talking about public education. So I have a hard time believing that that it's going to be something that I'm only for and not going to be indoctrinating people into the benefits of voting and how the state does this and the greatness of the state and how the state has to help you in X, Y, and Z and how uh, we almost pledge allegiance to the flag every day and how the American military is the greatest force for good and how we've never lost a war, which of course we all know is horse shit. Talk about a conundrum, people. I don't know where you fall on this on the 1776th commission. I think we could all probably get behind critical race theory being a sham, but... Yeah, 1776. Anyway, you can tweet your thoughts at me at at Brian McWilliams on Twitter. Of course, we're at at Lions of Liberty and on Parlor. by the way. Um, Yeah, tweet them at me. Let me know your thoughts on that because I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, Or you could join the Lions of Liberty Forum on Facebook as long as it survives. That's just uh, type in Lions of Liberty Forum on Facebook. Ask you a question where you heard about it. Just say you heard it from your big dick friend, Brian McWilliams and we'll let you right in. Uh, As I wrap the show up, I want to give one more shout out. Guys, check out The Liberty Theorist on Medium. It's medium.com slash at Liberty Theorist. Our buddy Brad Tracy over there has got some great content. Uh, It's really interesting stuff. He does some deep dives, a lot of conspiracy corners. Man loves JFK, but it's a good read. He's got a lot of content he's built up over the years. So if you're looking for something to do, a little time killer, something to refresh your brain that's not going to be just talking about current events and kind of lose yourself in some history and some theory, uh, really good read. Again, that is medium.com slash at Liberty Theorist. And uh, don't forget, like I said, Mark Clare, his interview on Monday with Jeffrey Tucker was great. Check that out. And don't forget to listen to Felony Fridays with John Odermatt. He has had on some awesome, awesome interviews, guys. We're talking, he has had now three different people that are literally on death row. And I have, I'm not even kidding you. I was, one uh, I was listening to really got to me. I was walking my dogs and I was starting to get a little teary-eyed because the transition some of these people make is incredible. Uh, we don't think about, you know, as libertarians, we obviously oppose the death penalty, at least the majority of us do, because you find out how fucked it is. You know, one guy, he's in prison on death row, not because he was and murdered anybody. He just happened to be like in the car. And he said, you know, prison for life, buddy. You weren't even in the store. You're just an accomplice. We're going to tie you into it. But do you hear the transition, the way these people write, their tasks, how they get through daily life, fascinating fascinating. So check that out. All right. That's going to wrap it. I yelled a lot. My voice is tired. So for me, Brian McWilliams from the Lions of Liberty and from Electric Liberty Land, always stay plugged into Liberty.